Hey, so welcome back to the Expert Edge. Today, you guys are in for a treat. Uh, my intention whenever I started the Expert Edge was to bring you market leaders, people who were really leading the field in their expertise. And today is such a great example of that. I'm interviewing one of my good friends, Alison Prince. Uh, now, what's cool about Alison is she's actually the first person we've interviewed on the Expert Edge who really specializes in physical products. So she runs an expert business and she essentially teaches people to create and sell digital, uh, sorry, not digital, physical physical products. And so, in fact, uh, just recently, I was at the ClickFunnels event. And so, uh, Russell has been running one of his programs, which kind of teaches digital products for quite some time, but he's never ever had a e-commerce or a physical product arm to his, into his business. And what was crazy was Allison was the person that he chose to run the entire e-com stream for ClickFunnels uh, to sell and teach, di uh, sorry, I keep saying digital, physical products. And so the reason why I share that is because the, the interview you're about to hear is from someone who is a an absolute true market leader. Like this is someone who, she was a, uh, a junior high school uh, teacher, she, a ju yeah, junior high school teacher, and uh, she had this big desire to do something more with her life in terms of building a business. And so she started a little side hustle uh, along with her teaching. And then she gradually grew that to, she's done over $10 million in that business. She's, she's uh, set up four multi-million dollar online brands. Uh, and she's just an amazing human being. She's a mum of four. She's got an amazing husband. Uh, they just live a big life. And so once again, she's just a great example of someone who I wanted to bring on the Expert Edge because she's not only built a, a wildly successful business, uh, but she's also building an amazing life with her family, uh, her kids, all that sort of stuff. So I think you're going to be really blessed from this interview. Let it inspire you no matter where you're at. And especially uh, the the angle I really wanted to take with this conversation, and this will come out as 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 it unfolds, is maybe you don't necessarily want to do e-commerce, but you want to add physical products to your expert business. Maybe you're selling coaching or training or courses and things like that and you want to add some physical products to it because I think there's a lot of advantages to that. So we explore that, what that looks like, the impact of that. And so I think you're going to draw out so many lessons and applications from this interview and it's really going to inspire you to build a brand uh, and to make the impact that you've always desired to make. So without any further ado, let's get into this interview with Alison Prince. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So Alison Prince, welcome to the Expert Edge. Hey, I'm so glad I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Now we've known each other for probably just over 12 months or so. Uh, we were in a peer, a peer mastermind together. And it's been really cool getting to know you. And because I feel like when we first joined in the group, there's always a few people who, who aren't like fully outspoken straight away. And I'm, I'm like the opposite of that. I probably say too much than I probably should. And what I always do is I always watch for the people 
who are a little bit quieter in the group because I usually know that they are weapons. <laughs> and so when I got to know you and we've got to hang out a bit at the last um, uh, event that we were a part of, um, it's just been phenomenal watching you run your business and function at such a high level in this expert world. I know that we're going to talk about physical products and all that sort of stuff as well today, but watching you function with your family, uh, watching you function as a mum, as a wife, and as just a rock star business owner and leader is super inspiring. So I'm really excited about what you're going to share on the podcast today. I think it's going to be really relevant, really different from what we've had before. So why don't you share with the audience uh, what type of business you run and, and then the, the story of you getting into that business. Okay. Well, right now I teach, uh, how to start an online store and how I started it was I started an online store, uh, over a decade ago and, uh, I had, I guess started it and it was great. And then I had the thoughts of I'm one hit wonder. And so I'm like, Oh, well, I'm just gonna try it again. Right. We have those thoughts that creep into our head and as entrepreneurs, we're like, where's that thought coming from? And so we I don't know, trying to make other people's lives better. And so I decided to launch another store and that went really well. And then I was like, I wonder if my daughters can do it. And so my husband and I, we taught our daughters and they sold six figures. Uh, and that was super fun to watch them cross that. Uh, and then my sister asked, I had friends starting asking me to teach them how to start an online business. And then I just had this feeling that I needed to start coaching online. And I was like, oh no. I'm an introvert. I do e-commerce. I hide behind my screen. No way. No way am I going to do this. And that feeling got stronger and stronger and stronger until I just couldn't let it go. Uh, and then of course, God, the universe, whoever you believe in, put me in touch with the right coaches to help me get out of my head because there's so much crap we have to deal with in our heads before we can actually start going live and putting our products out there. Uh, uh, and so I got hooked up with the right coaches to help me get out of my head. Uh, and now, oh my gosh, it's just been such a journey. Uh, the last four and a half years learning how to coach, get results, really dive into getting people's success. Um, and then I still have e-commerce businesses cause I still want to keep relevant, um, on the information and be able to give my people the best of the best. So what I'm hearing is that, so you started your, uh, you started your kind of product product based business because you didn't want to teach. You did. You didn't want to be like in front of teaching was a thing back then. Um, I mean, I, I actually graduated as a junior high school teacher, but I didn't know teaching online was even a thing. I just needed to find money. And so I sold trash, literally trash from our house online. I was like, Oh my gosh, I just made money. That's like a real thing. And so that's one of the reasons why I got into e-commerce. And then I love not, I, I didn't have to show my face. I had four kids running around at my feet. I had bedhead all the time. I was in my pajamas. Um, and so I just, just stayed in the e-commerce world, world for a long time. So how long were you in the e-commerce world and what sort of stuff were you selling before you transitioned to starting to do some teaching in, in the e-commerce world? So e-commerce, I started um, about 11 years ago. So it feels like forever ago, right? A whole new lifetime ago. And that this is when we were, my husband had graduated. We were living the wonderful paycheck to paycheck life. And I hated it. I just felt like every decision was based off money. 
Like, can we go here? Can we donate money here? Can, can we buy our kids this? Like it was all just based on money. And I hated that. And so I literally looked around my house and found some stuff headed to the trash can. It was vinyl, leftover vinyl lettering, uh, threw it out on a site and we made our first two to $300. And I felt like I'd won the lottery. I didn't have a boss that said, Hey, you work this many hours, you get paid this much. I realized at that moment that uh, I could create my own income. And so then, um, the next thing I looked around, uh, my birthday box, do you have a birthday box or is that just a Allison? No, thing? what's that? What's a birthday box? So, uh, with four kids, they always have a ton of friends who are always having birthdays. And I hated to run to the store every two days for birthday yeah. parties. Uh, cause everybody's always having a birthday. And so what I would do is when uh, I find stuff on sale at the stores, I would buy two or three items and then stick them into a box. So when my kids came and said, Oh my gosh, I have a birthday party in two hours. I forgot to tell you, mom. I'm like, Oh, that's great. Go down to the birthday box and find something. And then you can give it to your friend. And they're like, great. And so it just took off the mom stress. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was in this mode of a whole bunch of little kids, uh, and just trying to make life easier. So I had this basically a box of gifts that my kids could give to, um, their friends when they had birthday parties. Oh, so. I love that. So there's a little hack that we probably didn't realize yep. we we're going to learn from the podcast, <laughs> the birthday box hack. The birthday, everybody needs a birthday box. Everybody <laughs> needs a birthday box. <laughs> and then now, so I found my second product in there. Um, posted that one online. And then over the year, uh, I just, I started finding stuff locally, um, where I could get it from. And then I actually started importing from China, which is kind of crazy. Cause I don't speak Chinese. I've never been over there. I've never taken a business class, but we started selling out of the wholesalers that were local. And so mm -hmm. I had to get on a plane, which was so crazy and so scary. Uh, Wait, so you flew to China. Yeah. I've been there seven times. <laughs> That's insane. What yep. was that like the first time you went to uh, source products? We thought we were going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I called, oh my gosh, this is the best story. I called my best friend and I said, Hey, do you want to go to China with me? And she said, no. And I said, come on, it'll be so fun. And she's like, Allison, we don't know Chinese. What are you talking about? No, she'd never even left the United States. And I'm like, come on, let's do it. Uh, and she said, no. And then I called her again. And, and by the third time I finally got her to say yes. <laughs> so we go over to China and it's basically like, where are we going? I'm like, I don't know, where should we go? And we're just Googling anything that we possibly oh can find. Um, and we ended up getting to specific, um, it's called the Canton fair. We ended up going there. We found another market in Hong Kong. Um, another time we ended up in a place called EU and I don't know, I, I'm sure entrepreneurs are a lot more <laughs> prepared than I am. But I knew we had to dive into it and figure it out. And for me, hands-on is like the way to do it. And now, like, I don't, you don't have to go to China now. They've got like Alibaba and AliExpress are phenomenal now. It wasn't like mm -hmm. that 11 years ago. You couldn't even pay online um, when I first got started. Uh, now you don't have to go to China if you don't want to. But yeah, we went over there seven times. I went by myself one time. I took my husband another time. Uh, and then towards the end, I started taking my buyers with me. So I didn't have to do it all. Mm, I know that's, that's so cool. So you were doing it, you know, you're like the OG of like sourcing the China <laughs> stuff. <laughs> bring, bring Which is so over. crazy. Cause I'm like, I'm just a junior high teacher. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like it's so, 
<laughs> it's so weird to look back at your life and all of this stuff that has happened has led me to where I'm at today. Like learning how to teach, being a junior high teacher, right? And then learning how to import products to now teaching others how to do the same thing. Can I ask now, you know, going from you're a junior high teacher, you're a mom of four, is that right? Four, four yeah. kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you're living paycheck to paycheck. Then you make this transition to starting your e-commerce business and then eventually transition to running that teaching expert business, teaching experts how to do it. I'm curious, what, what was it that, what's your philosophy that you, you feel like has driven you to do those things that maybe other people aren't willing to do to have the level of success that you've, you've had in your business? Okay. So is that, do you want me to talk about e-commerce side or the coaching? I think side? the e-commerce at the start, let's talk about that at the start, the e-commerce and then, and then just whatever comes up. Okay. So I think the drive in the beginning was that, that pain of just feeling crushed. We had student loans, we had a mortgage, we had car payments. Uh, and I could see that my kids were needing more and, mm. and I mean more by like piano lessons. And they would, would never wanted to just be a, a normal family. We wanted to take them places and see different sides of the world and different cultures and let them know that they just don't live in this little bubble, that there's a bigger world out there for them. And so I think at first it, it was money driven, right? Uh, how can I help pay for, a, uh, number one, put food on our table, right? And then another, uh, we would see our neighbors struggling to put food on their table. And that really bothered me. I'm like, well, why can't I figure out how to make enough money to put food on their table? And so I think just the, when you first get started, like it's okay to want money. It's okay to figure things out to create That's, that money to come in. It's so true that pain is usually like the, the main driving factor at the start. Like it'd be so nice to be like, I was just inspired by this vision of my future. But usually it's like, no. Hey, I need enough money to pay for rent and pay for the kids like piano lessons yeah. to do some extracurricular stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then the pain of not being able to serve other people. I love serving people. Like that's just such a internal high mm. for me. But I'm like, I can't serve anybody if I can't even serve my family. I've got to figure this out. Uh, and so, yeah, it was very money driven uh, in the beginning of how can I make money? How can I turn this trash into someone else's treasure? Uh, and then it started to evolve into, uh, okay, I'm finding these products in China. If we can skip the whole middleman manufacturer, I'm going to save these other families a ton of money. And so it became this thing of let me help others save money. Uh, and so then that was fulfilling because I found a whole bunch of people who were uh, buying products to save money. And, and I was such a cheapskate in the beginning. I mean, I started selling trash, right? Yeah. Uh, very, very thrifty. Uh, and then now that I, I started teaching, well, when I started to transition to teaching, um, it wasn't about the money anymore. It was, I, I had this feeling that of Allison, you were given this journey, not for you but because I need you to share, I need you to share your journey. Let other people know the possibility, the potential to be able to step into it. So you got to get over yourself. No one cares about your eyebrows. 
who cares if they're drawn on crooked? And I literally had to figure out how to get over myself and step into um, the drive of really serving. And so it's just been a complete transition of what my focus, what my, what, what I've been wanting to accomplish. And it's going to change like in two years, it's going to be something different. Right. And in five years, it's going to be something different. I think it's just this evolution that doesn't stop of us. Like what is the true thing that we're trying to chase after? You guys have achieved a lot in your business. I know we were talking about before you've done over $10 million in revenue. Um, what, what drives you to the next level? Like, cause obviously, you know, money is not necessarily the, it can't, I mean, it's probably not, I'm assuming the main driver now from when you started, what, what's the thing that drives you now that have felt like, cause I'm assuming, you know, you're, you're managing a lot of complexities, you're managing staff, you're managing a lot of leadership challenges in your business and in just leading your communities. What's the thing that helps you to get past all of those difficulties and those challenges that you face every day? Yeah. So, uh, and it's so funny that you say like the 10 million, um, just cause, oh, like I'd so, I don't really talk about money and that's just like one of the businesses of the many businesses that I've grown. Um, and you know, this, like, I, I don't really talk about, I probably should just to show people like the potential and what they can do, but I've just been so focused on my clients, getting them to believe that they can, you know, first sell 500 and then first sell a thousand and then, and then like, let them believe in themselves first. Um, and, and so I think it, it comes back to that. I remember, uh, one time when I was selling some blankets and we had done just in a weekend, it was around 60, $64,000 in sales in, in two days which as a school teacher, that was like double my salary. <laughs> totally. And, so like money is still like, it's just a shocker to me sometimes just coming from my background of washing um, Ziploc baggies and recycling tinfoil. Uh, <laughs> and um, anyway, so we had made uh, twice my teacher's salary uh, selling blankets and it, it was cool, but it wasn't fulfilling. Mm. And, and I remember like, okay, that's cool. The money's cool. But then I had a student email me and say, Allison, I just sold over $2,000 this month. You've helped me to pay my mortgage and then get money to pay for my next mortgage payment. You just changed my life. And I just remember sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, that filled my heart so incredibly much, mm. right? Like, and, and you know this too, once we can take our, our, what we've done on the journeys the, and be able to put them in some type of a system and go and bless someone's lives and say, Hey, come with us. Let's do this together. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, it just takes on a whole new meaning and the money sure is great, but I don't, that's not the focus anymore. The focus is like, I just, how can I get more people results? And I think that has become the addiction for me. It's how many people can I get results for? And that's, I, I think that's been looking for what has, has really filled up my soul. Um, and it's evolved, right? At first it was the money. <laughs> Heck yeah, it was the money. It totally <laughs> filled my soul. Uh, and now it's just evolved to really, how can I help more people have that financial security and not be so dang stressed out? Mm. 
And I love that it's it's almost like you've taken this journey that you've been on and that desperation of needing to pay for your kids stuff, for your mortgage, for all the, all the stresses of those. And you've made that transition. And then now you're actually really just helping people to do that very same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then, I mean, we, let's dive into the topic of people saying, well, Allison, if you've done so well, why don't you just give all your information away for free? Well, you know, the answer to this, right? If we give it away for free, no one does anything with totally. it. Oh, you're, you're talking <laughs> to the right person here. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I've given my program away yeah, to friends and family. They're the ones that haven't even logged in yet. And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't. So I actually decided to start saying um, to um, like, they got to be blood related, right? Uh, so anybody that's listening, don't come to me and ask me for a free program. But I'll say as soon as you make the amount of the program back, then I will, I'll refund you the money. Cause it's not, I, I want them to feel that pain to move forward, but I can't give them the program for free because then it hurts them. It's so true. It's so true. Talk to me about, um, because we have a lot of people who are coaches, like they have their own signature program or signature course. Nice. And I think that, and we also have a lot of female listeners, uh, but I think, you know, obviously even if you're a guy, you can use this sort of stuff. I'm curious about how do we integrate physical products into a more online business that's selling, you know, IP, how do we integrate physical products and what is the impact of that on a revenue customer experience kind of a thing? Like give us some ideas about what that could look like. If we don't want to start a true like e-commerce business where we're literally sourcing from China and selling, you know, handbags, but we want to bring it into our expert business and have that other wheelhouse as part of it. What does that, what does that look like? What, you know, what does that give to the business, et cetera, the customer and so forth? I think it's absolutely essential. And I think that's one of the reasons why my business has stepped out um, and has grown as quickly as it has because, okay, let's go back. Like think about the last thing that you got uh, something physical that you were just so grateful for. Like, give me, give me an example of something that you just, someone gave you a gift. A gift. Oh no, I was thinking about a physical book. Oh, I, I mean, a, a gift of my watch. I've got a new Panerai watch. <laughs> okay. Perfect. And, and I, right. I just, I don't look at the time on it. I just look at the watch. That's all I do every day. <laughs> now I got to Google and see what kind of watch that is. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I'll send you the link later. It's called a Panerai. You can buy one for your hubby. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he would love that. <laughs> You'll love but, me as well for that. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Yeah, keep going. So like just what you talked about, you lit up and you're like, hey, buy one for your husband, right? Mm. There's something magical about e-commerce. It, we can touch it. We can wear it. We can show it off. We can gift it. And mm. giving gifts becomes like this addicting feeling, right? Um, and then... I like, I remember my, my daughter, we were one of the mean parents and made her wait till she was 14 to get a, a cell phone. Yeah. And, um, I'll, I'll be doing we, that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She still has, she literally has one minute on TikTok. That's all the social media that she gets. Um, and she's fine with it. She's like, I don't care. I don't want to be addicted to it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, she, um, I remember giving her that phone and she just cried with gratitude and that felt so good, right? As parents, 
were like, we love you. Cause she was so full of gratitude at that moment. And it just was this addicting feeling. Uh, and there is something about gifting and digital products is about learning about growing yourself. Digital products are, are courses are very hard to gift because like mm. if I gifted my e-commerce program or if you bought my e-commerce program and gifted it to Sarah, she'd probably be like, what? I don't need this. What are you doing? Like, it's very specific for individuals needs and growths and dreams and visions. Right. But if you bought Sarah a watch, she'd be like, yeah, let's have matching watches. Right. It's easier to give gifts away. And so when we can put that into our expert world, into our coaching world, when we send people a so-called gift, and I'll be specific about what we actually do, it gives them more, they, they treasure it. Like when you open up that gift, you're like, oh my gosh, they thought about me. So one of the first things that we do, um, I'll be um, specific about this, is when they join the course and we have an evergreen that runs, we actually ship them a welcome gift within 48 hours. And the package, it says, why did I ship this gift? And then on it, it says, because I can. Because I can is our branding. And so they open it up and it's this journal. And there's a little note in there that says, hey, thank you so much for joining. I'm so grateful you're here. Um, and then just some other stuff, but I want them, like, we don't tell them it's coming. It's a total surprise. And so when they get that gift in the mail, do you know, like go back to the last time you were surprised with a gift. It feels like you won the lottery. It right? is really cool. It is cool. It like, is so un cool. like unboxing it and going, Oh, I wonder yeah. what it is. And yeah. 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 Yep. So they open it up and then they're posting all over the place. Look what Allison just sent me. Look what Allison just sent me. And we've actually had people say, you know, I was about to get a refund, but you actually sent me a gift. I've bought so many programs. I've never received anything physical in the mail. And so I'm going to stay with you. And so it's reduced our refund rate. And then it's helped with chargeback. So if people are like, I never got it. We actually have a tracking number that we can send to Stripe and say, actually, we did. We actually sent them um, here's a tracking code on this. Uh, and then here's this other stuff. And so it's kept our Stripe account really healthy. It's kept, it's kept our PayPal account really healthy because we're sending them a gift right away. So I think, uh, can we just press pause on this? So can we just yeah. chat Stripe for a second? Yeah. Um, because I'm assuming you've had a lot of experience with Stripe uh, or just working with it, uh, with yeah. how many products you've sold. What does, what does it mean to have a healthy Stripe account uh, and you know, what does it look like when it gets in trouble? Cause I didn't even, I didn't even know that there was a, such a thing as a healthy Stripe account. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, there are, um, you know, the <laughs> spammers out there in the world who sell something and they actually never deliver anything. Yeah. Um, and people give like lots of, or they go back and there's chargebacks. Well, when a chargeback happens, it actually, they have, uh, you can call Stripe and find out what your um, code is uh, or, or your, the health of your account. Yeah. But if you have too many chargebacks, Stripe will either hold your funds mm. or shut your account, account down completely and never give you that money. There, I know quite a few people who have just started their business and they had great marketing and their product was really good, but it was a brand new Stripe account. And they went out and they sold a whole bunch of, of stuff. And then Stripe actually held their money for six months. Um, and it really hurt them because Stripe is like, well, I need to make sure there's not a lot of chargebacks on it. Uh, and so they hold it to make sure that there's not a lot of chargebacks. 
anyway, long story short is, um, the health of your Stripe account. Um, it involves you keeping your customers happy. (laughs) If they, if you're not delivering that product, they're going to go to their credit card company and say, they never got the product and then it hurts you. And then Stripe can freeze your account. And that we don't want that to happen, especially, I mean, if you're a spammer, please let it happen. But I have a feeling all of your listeners right here are really, really good people. Yeah. Uh, and so just like call your Stripe um, rep or email them and say, hey, can you tell me about the health of my account? And they'll tell you. Mm, that's really interesting. I've never had that brought up before, but. Uh, well, it's because it's because you're, you sell really good products, right? That's true. <laughs> my, my Stripe account is super healthy because I've yeah. delivered, I show up over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I hear about these rumors happening and of course I'm going to go figure out like, oh my gosh, you can get your Stripe account shut down. And so of course I research it because I don't want that to happen. So I'm going to do everything I can to prevent that from happening. I love that. I love that. So let's stay on this topic of, of the whole like physical products and swag and what that does. Talk to me, talk to us more okay. about how that can impact an expert business and what that could like, give us some ideas of what that could look like. You started to with like the journal and things like that. Like what are some other ways that we can create and how you've created just a real, cause I feel like with your brand, you've created this amazing community mm-hmm. of the yes, we like, yes, but no, because I can, sorry, yeah, because yeah. I can. And so talk to me about how you've done that, what that looks like, and what are some ideas that people can do to create that community through swag? Okay. So, um, I was watching Russell Brunson give away million dollar awards on his stage one year. And I was like, I want to give my people an award, but I, I don't teach people how to make my courses. It's called zero to hundred K. And I was like, but man, that first hundred thousand just seems forever away. Is there something I could do? to help them to feel like they, to celebrate them, right? I, I guess a lot of people, well, <laughs> I, I feel like we are not celebrated a lot. Um, maybe like the last time was in junior high when we were running for student body officer or cheerleader, right? And then through adulthood, like we squash our celebrations and- No one cares about you after that. No one, yeah, you have kids and you <laughs> Everyone have forgets about you. You're such, as an yeah. adult, as a parent, <laughs> as a parent, oh my gosh. Totally. You don't exist anymore. And I'm like, what can I do to celebrate these people at their first dollar? And it had to be something that was affordable for the business side, right? It had to be something that people would be so excited to get and they actually would have to earn it. Like Russell's um, awards, you have to earn his award. You just can't go buy those plaques. Right. And I'm like, a (laughs) t-shirt. What if I ship people a t-shirt when they make their very first dollar online? And they go through my program and they make that first dollar, like go back to the very first time you made your first dollar, the crap you had to go through in your mind to believe that you could actually do this. And then all the work that you had to put in, like get your URL, get your product, hook up your Stripe account, like all the little tiny details for you to even collect that first dollar. Mm. And I'm like, why are we not celebrating people for making their first dollar? Why are we not throwing huge parties and huge celebrations? So I set up a Google doc and I said, or a Google form. And I said, uh, if you've made your first dollar or when you make your first dollar online, submit here. And I'm going to send you some snail mail, some celebratory snail mail. And we had people apply for it and they got the t-shirt and then they start taking selfies of themselves and they're posting in our group. They're posting it on Instagram. And it just says, it says on it because I can. 
And people are like, what, because you can do what, <laughs> what are you talking about? And then they're walking around on the streets and people are stopping them. And they're like, because you can, what, what, what are you wearing this shirt for? And so it gets a conversation happening and we had more and more people apply for it. And then as they started to grow, like this is in the very first stages of, of my business, they started to hit $10,000 and I'm like, Oh, let's send them a 10 grand can shirt. And so we have a t-shirt that celebrates someone they had their 10 grand. And Big then, grand yeah, then we have a, a 50 grand can uh, and a hundred grand can. So we celebrate them at four points along this journey of the thing of the promise, um, not the guarantee, the promise of my program. My program is zero to hundred K. I want to be there along their journey. I don't sell a program that says, here's your DIY videos. Go watch it. Good luck. I'm like, no, I'm here for you. I want to celebrate you all along the way. Um, and when you hit those milestones, all you have to do is go to that Google form, send us your address. Um, and then we have, a, we ask them a couple questions and then they post about it. Like this morning I got on and I had this super cute lady. She uh, was talking about how it took her two years to hit $10,000. And she was so frustrated. She almost gave up. But then in the last month she hit $10,000 because something mm. had clicked. And she said, Allison, you have been along my journey. You were there with me when I was slow. Um, you were there waiting for me when I had to step back for family. And then it clicked. I stepped in and I made more this month than I have in the last two years. Thank you so much. And so it's, and it's systematized. So it doesn't take a lot of my time, but I am there to celebrate them. I want to celebrate them because they did the hard work. Uh, and it just like all you go to because I can.com it's got all their faces everywhere. We've got a whole bunch of selfies with them wearing their t-shirt. Uh, and then I hear stories about when they're at parent teacher conference and they spy someone with because I can shirts, they like go tackle each other. And they're like, you're in Allison's program. And it just becomes like this bonding thing. And they know that they have someone to self-identify with and be like, where are you at in your business? Let's talk business. And I feel like entrepreneurs we kind of can live on this own Island, especially the own Island in our heads. Right. And think we're all alone. Nobody does anything that we do, but yet when we start self-identifying with other people, just through a t-shirt, it's like the world opens up a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we, uh, we brought in these shirts and it's been so great for them. They open it up and they feel so excited that they get this t-shirt that they cannot buy. They have to earn these t-shirts. Uh, and then they see other people and they don't feel like they're alone so much. And then it's been really good for social media. Yeah, I love that. I can see how it creates just amazing, like a sisterhood, a brotherhood, a community. Yeah. Um, when people mm -hmm. are in the same kind of swag stuff and the celebratory stuff, celebratory side. I think ClickFunnels does that well. Kajabi does that really well. I know for me, my wife always pays me out because literally all I've got on is like Kajabi jackets. And she's like, you've changed so much, babe. Because when, when I was growing up, I used to be so into fashion and, and buy like all the, <laughs> the crazy expensive fashion stuff. Now I just wear like tech startup company t-shirts because that's all I've got. <laughs> all I've got They're the best. They're, that's because you earn those. You had to try that technology. You had exactly. to go through all the pain. You have to earn those shirts. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. That's so true. So true. What, what have been some of the most challenging parts of growing your business and, and what, what did you learn through those periods? Uh, I think the most challenging for me, and you, you've seen this uh, firsthand is me. <laughs> 
I'm the biggest challenge. I get in my head a lot. Uh, I'm an introvert. For me to step out into the world and talk, to step on a stage, I shake. I shake so hard. Uh, I've really, it, it really comes back to like, I'm always my bottleneck, right? I'm always the one that's slowing me down. I'm always the one, like I'm my, I'm my biggest strength and my biggest weakness. Um, and it is constantly uh, the stuff that I go through in my head. Like, why am I doing this? I just want to go back and sell cupcake cleaners. Like that was one of the things that we sold. Um, why do I have to go step out on the stage? I think about that constantly. Uh, and so, so I personally, I have coaches that help me to get out of my head. I don't do this journey alone. Uh, so I guess I'm telling you like the problem and then the solution is I don't and I won't do this journey alone because I, and, and I see it with um, my students. I see it with, I mean, in the, even in that group that we're in, right? We battle these things. And I think the more we step out there and the more we serve and the more we help other people, the more the, the heavier it tends to be because we're not just changing our life, we're changing their lives. And I believe the dark Satan, whoever you believe in wants you to stop. And he's just going to be pushing so much against you. Uh, cause he doesn't, or the darker, whatever you believe in doesn't want you to improve another person's life. Um, and so really like, I remember calling you right before boxing you right before I stood on Russell stage and I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. Can you help me? And you were right there. You met up with me and there was a part where I was stuck with my presentation. Uh, and what was this like two days? No, the day before I was supposed to stand on stage. Um, and you just, you helped me to like think through some things. And I was so grateful for you because you helped me right when I needed it. And I think that that's truly like entrepreneurship is not meant to do it alone. You can't do this alone like life, just think about if you were like a lone person in this world and you're trying to do everything, you can't do it. That's why we're meant to have communities and meant to have coaches and meant to be um, with other people who are doing the same thing as us to help us grow to our full potential. I love that. Yeah, so not doing it alone. So realizing that if you find yourself getting in your head, you know, it's just yeah. so great to be able to have a coach, to have a mentor, to have a peer, to have someone who you can, just chat it out and then get it out. Um, and I, I agree that the higher you go in your business, like you just face, I mean, that old saying of like, you know, another level, just another devil. <laughs> like there's, yes. there's resistance that just keeps showing up on every single level. Um, yep. But I definitely think that you learn to get used to overcoming resistance. Have you found that yourself? Like from when you first started to now, like when you spoke on Russell's stage and, you know, you're really leading the whole e-commerce side of, of ClickFunnels now. Um, when you got asked to speak on that, I'm sure there was probably some internal resistance that came up in you, but you, but you got over it, you stepped above it. Um, what are some of the mechanisms other than just talking to someone else? Like, do you have any mantras or do you have any like processes that you like to use personally? It might be very personal for you that you like to go through. Maybe it's journaling, maybe it's breathing, like other things that you do to help you to get past like the resistance that you feel as you go up levels? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, three years ago I spoke, I did my own event, uh, and right before I was about to go step on stage, I think we had about 300 people in there. Uh, I walked into my team, my family was there. I mean, I had a small team at the time, 
but my family was in there and then um, my, the team that was helping me run this event. And I looked at him and I said, I'm scared. What am I doing? I can't do this. <laughs> they just kind of <laughs> looked at me and they're like, oh, Allison. <laughs> and I, I looked and I said, I need you to hold my fear. Can you hold my fear so that I can step into who God needs me to be? And they all rushed over to me and I'm trying not to get emotional here, but they all rushed over to me and they just held me for a minute. And I just felt that, um, the, the heaviness of that fear being lifted and they were truly holding that for me. And, uh, and then when I walked up to the stage, Jared was there, my husband, and then, uh, my little guy was there. And right before I got on stage, they just said, we've got your fear for you. We're holding your fear. And I stood up on stage. I didn't have any fear. Hmm. It was just gone. Um, and so every time I speak, every time I'm uncomfortable, every time I'm asked to do something, whether it's speaking on Russell Brunson stage or this summer, Dean Graziosi, what? I don't even, what? No, I'm a junior high teacher with like spit up on my shoulder, right? Who am I to be speaking on these stages? I always ask someone to hold my fear. Usually like 99.9% .9 of the time it's my family. Cause they're always yeah. with me. We love to travel together, but like at Dean's event, my family wasn't there. Uh, and Dean doesn't know this, but as soon as I walked on stage and he gave me a hug, welcomed me on the stage, I, in my mind, I said, okay, Dean, you're holding my fear. There you go. And he carried it off my stage or he carried it off the stage. And so I was able to step into who I needed to be. Um, and then same with Russell's event, Lucas, my 12 year old was backstage with me. Uh, and right as I'm about to walk out on the stage, he gives me a big hug and he's like, mom, I've got your fear. I'm strong. I got this. And then I was able to walk out on stage and, and step into who I need to be in that moment. And so for me, yeah, it's a very emotional thing. Um, but I've learned that it, it's too heavy for me to carry, but I have other people that can hold it for me. And so that's what I do. Um, and then I also do push-ups. <laughs> I have to get out the jitter somehow. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. Wow. What an amazing, um, you know, analogy and, and act of, of handing off your fear. That is so cool. Gosh, yeah, I love been, that. It's actually brought our family together tremendously. Mm. And so when my daughter uh, was taking a test that she was nervous for, I'm like, babe, I got your fear. Go, go. And I think that's just been really powerful for my kids, my husband to know that. Um, I, I mean, my husband, of course, he know he knows all my weaknesses. Right. But as your kids are little, they think that you, they don't know you have any wrongs. I mean, until they become adults <laughs> or be, until they become teenagers, they, <laughs> your little kids think you're perfect. Right. So true. Uh, but when you go to them and you say, Hey, I need your help so much it becomes this new dynamic. And I just remember our, that first moment where I said, can you hold my fear? Our family became so much closer. And then now when I speak, um, I like to travel, I at least take one kid with me. Uh, they're there with me and they know, okay, I have to be here for mom. I have to hold her fear. And it's just, it's just brought us closer together as a family. Mm, I love that. Can you hold my fear? I think that I think there's going to be a lot of people listening to this uh, who are going to be very inspired by this, by the vulnerability, the you know the exposure of what you're saying in terms of how you feel, the fears, um, but but the journey that you've been on to do this. And so 
I just have, I appreciate your honesty with that. Um, yeah. Hopefully they're not like, oh, she cried. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. I, I just teared up. It was like, I just had. Oh, I'm tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is it's such an emotional, it's such an emotional thing. And I think mm-hmm. that we have to go through this. We can't be robotic. We literally have to be so scared that we shake or we sweat it out or whatever the thing is that you do when you're scared. Me, I shake. I've had to literally shake off who I was to become who I am today. Um, I know other people that sweat. <laughs> they literally have to sweat out who they were to be able to step into who they are. So whatever that thing is that your nervous tick, like just let it go. Let it be okay. Acknowledge that that's who you are because that means you're growing. And you just have to go through it. Like there's no way around it. It's so true. There's no way around it. As much as there's, you know, if you use, you know, if someone joins your program and uses your system, there's definitely like a shortcut in a way, but there's also that on, 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 on an internal level, there kind of is no shortcuts. I I feel like you have to go through that pain, that difficulty. I was listening to Dean Graziosi this morning and he was talking about how, He's like, whenever you see someone who's had amazing success in their business, like know that that they have had to work their butt off internally and externally to create yeah. that level of success and just acknowledge them rather than be like, oh, I, I wish I had that success. It's more going like, the, the, there actually are no shortcuts. I think that there's there's ways that you can speed up the journey, but but there's like there's no real shortcuts. I what do you, what are your thoughts on that and and that this entrepreneurial journey with with you know working through stuff? I love that. I've never thought about that. But the internal part, yeah, you're right. There's no shortcuts. Hmm. We have to. I know um, sometimes, or at least when I first got started, and I would see other people's success, I was kind of jealous, and I was like, God, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't be like them. I'm kind of just a little jealous, right? Um, and I had to go through that like scarcity, jealousy, and figure out what that was and say, wait a minute, uh, uh-uh. I'm going to turn that into an abundance and say, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it. Mm. Thank you so much for being an inspiration. And so I think that internal, you're right. There's no short court, no shortcuts. We have to go through that. Um, we get the help and the support absolutely that we need. We don't do it alone. Um, but I think the external the learning, the education, I actually think there are some shortcuts. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You sat with me and you said, Allison, what about this? And I'm like, whoa, right. You helped me with the information. So I think information wise, we can do shortcuts, but I think the internal, the growth, like I'm a totally different person from when I made my first $200, um, to when I made my first million to, and, and on up. Right. Um, there, we have internally, there's no shortcuts, but externally let's speed up the dang thing. That's why we invest in coaches and trainings. That's all the, all you people that are, all the people that are listening right now, you help shortcut people. Um, they're the actual work, the internal, um, your people are going to have to deal with that. But I mean, that's why we do what we do. That's why we coach, why we coach and teach and do what we do is to help that external really speed up. Mm, and I think that, I think the community, the coaching, the accountability helps with the internal, but, but, <laughs> but it's that idea of everyone has to still work through their own limits internally to, yeah. to break through. And, and that's, it can, it's quite painful. 
<laughs> I've got to be honest. Like, do you know what though? Um, because there's no shortcuts being in a community or having a coach and knowing that it's normal actually helps so much. So true. <laughs> right. Knowing that you're not the only person thinking these thoughts or having these emotions, you're just, this is normal. And it, I think that helps us to, um, know what to expect and not be so hard on ourselves. We still have to go through it, but I think it becomes a little bit more bearable. Mm, I love that. So Alison, well, can I acknowledge you? You know, I, I feel like, you know, who you are and the, the life you live with the level of integrity, the commitment, you know, what I've just sensed from this, this podcast is, is your commitment to your clients getting results is actually the reason why, um, you know, you see such great financial success from, from launching your programs. And, you know, like, I feel like the reason why I wanted to bring you on this pod- podcast is because not only have you built a really successful business, but you, you know, you hold these amazing values of, of connection in your family uh, with your husband and with your kids. And so I just, first of all, I want to acknowledge you for that. Um, and mm, secondly, yeah, you're welcome. And secondly, I'd love to know to kind of wrap this up, like when you get to the end of your life and people are literally standing around talking about Alice and Prince, there's your kids, there's your clients, there's friends. What, what's your hope that they would whisper about you, that they would say about you? Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> I haven't ever been asked that. I think it's that I believed in them. Like I was able to see something in them that they couldn't see in themselves. Uh, I know people that have done that for me and that is truly their greatest gift is me not being able to see uh, because I have blinders on and people coming up and say, Hey, Allison, you, did you see this in yourself? I didn't realize and I was an expert um, at e-commerce <laughs> like I couldn't see it in myself. I just thought everybody had it. I thought everybody could start their own stores. I thought, you know, like Superman wears his cape and probably doesn't even realize that he's so special, right? I think we all have these superhero capes that we're wearing and we need someone else to point it out to us. And I hope that I'm in a position um to constantly be pointing out people's superhero power that I personally see like your superhero power for me was showing up when I was shaking and I was so scared. And you're like, Allison, you got this. And then even when I got off stage, you're like, you were good. <laughs> like you come up to me and be like, Oh, you're a hot mess. Right. You came up and you said like you, and I felt that you were honest with it. Um, and you said, yeah, there's some just more reps. You talked about doing reps um, and ways to improve. And I love that you are truly honest with me. And so like for you to be able to say that, like you were pulling out my superhero power when I couldn't see it. And so I, I hope people, um, I hope I get to tell people enough how powerful their something that I see in them has stood out to me. And then they start to believe in themselves. That's beautiful. So I think that's it. So good. So good. Now I'm sure there'll be a bunch of people who would love to see more of what you do, get in contact with you or your team and, and maybe even check out some of your programs. What's the best way for them to connect with you uh, on social media 
like Instagram first and then um, like if they want to check out something on one of your websites. Okay. So Instagram is Allison with one L. Jay, that's my middle name, Prince. I did that for SEO purposes because there's a bunch of other Allison Princes out uh, there. And I was like, uh, I don't want to blend. <laughs> so <laughs> I did Allison. Put Jay. the J in there. Love it. Yep. 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 Um, and then I have a podcast called Because I Can Life Podcast where we talk, talk about how to live your Because I Can Life of how to build an e-commerce business, how to not like this last month, we've been talking about simplicity. You know how you, you know, they share so much in this world of hustle and grind and go, 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 and then be exhausted and then do it again, 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 again. You wake up 10 years later and you're like, my kids, what all life just passed me by. Um, and so it's really about being intentional. Like, how do we be intentional? How do we turn off our phone? How do we turn off our brain? We're entrepreneurs. Like it's hard to turn off our brains. Um, how do we turn it off and then be really present with those that we love, adore, and want to create those relationships with? Um, so yeah, that's a podcast because I can life. And then I'm on Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, and they're all Allison J Prince. Amazing. So Allison J Prince, I'm sure people will check that out. Uh, beautiful. So guys, if you've enjoyed this, found value in it, I trust you have, uh, please take a screenshot of it, share it in your Instagram stories and tag Allison J Prince and me, Colin Boyd. I'd uh, love to hear what you got out of it. Love to hear your thoughts, um, what you're grateful for from the, from the podcast. And uh, it's always great to connect with you there. So Allison, it's been a pleasure having you on the Expert Edge. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.